Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader both personally and professionally. I'm Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. And I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. Today, we get to chat with Misha Palachek, our kidney care chief development officer from his home base in San Francisco. He will be sharing his thoughts on practicing the art of accountability. Welcome, Misha. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Great. Thanks so much for being on the show, Misha. Here at DaVita, we have accountability as one of our seven core values, and it means that we don't say, it's not my fault or it's not my job. We take responsibility for meeting our commitments, our personal ones, as well as those of the entire organization. And we take ownership of the results. So let's start our conversation, Misha, with uh, why do you consider accountability an important core value? Yeah, thanks, Doug. You know, I think all the core values have a pretty special place uh, for me, and they all have sort of their unique um, characteristics that I love. But accountability is uh, one that I uh, particularly like because it helps sort of set what I do every day and set what I do with my teams and sort of defines the scope of what we're trying to approach. And so I think it's really helpful uh, in the context of how do you uh, define success and then how do you decide how you spend your time in order to achieve whatever objective that you've created for yourself and your team. Yeah, I like that. And um, could you provide then an example of how you've used accountability to help your te- you and your team? You talked about it being a way to, to help you get to success. Maybe one, there's probably a bunch of examples, but one that comes to mind that was, um, that, that hopefully the team agrees with me if, if they're listening to this is when I joined Pegasus a few years ago. Pegasus is the team in the village that goes out and tries to uh, create new relationships with nephrologists and health systems around the country. There are about 50 of us on this team. And when I first joined that team, uh, there was a bit of a lack of clarity around what was most important for them to do. Was it to try to uh, get more acquisitions done? Was it to do more joint venture partnerships with nephrologists? Was it to enter white spaces, et cetera, et cetera? And so we sat down as a team and we created uh, what's called the DaVita Growth Index. And what we did was align on what aspects of DaVita Growth Index were most important by the number of points that we allocated. And then each member of the team around the country uh, was allocated goals towards their DaVita Growth Index, which allowed them to understand which pieces were most important for them to achieve. And then it would allow them to celebrate at the end of the year uh, if they uh, overachieved what their goal was. It sounds like that's a really great, precise way of getting clarity. We have this phrase, begin with the end in mind at DaVita, to get really crystal clear around what are what are people going to be held accountable to and teammates going to be held accountable to which is awesome. And then, you know, it's interesting. We, uh, the title of this episode is the art of, um, of, of accountability. And so, you know, that sounds like science in terms of getting hyper-specific and really clear measurables. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about the word art. And when we say the art of accountability, what is that, what is that really pointing towards? I think probably the art of it is just how do you incorporate it into uh, sort of the fabric of your everyday leadership style and the everyday functioning of your teams and how the teams sort of bring accountability into uh, what they do and, and how they think about what they do. And so uh, maybe from a, from a leadership perspective, I think it's important for the leader to sort of lead by example 
and, and show that you're held accountable to your own goals and that you're transparent with your team on how you're either progressing or not progressing towards those goals. And then maybe the art with the team is uh, to continue to find ways to talk about what it is that you've decided as a team to hold yourselves accountable towards and then perhaps find fun ways to try to achieve it and, and, and create some energy around those goals throughout the year so it doesn't, doesn't become stale. So as you were talking about that, the what resonates with me and when we were talking about art is kind of this creative aspect of art, right? So with accountability, it can sound very precise, as, as Doug had mentioned. So how do you get to that precision? How do you get to that something, something tangible, a metric that you're striving for without stifling the creativity and the innovation that you want in an organization? That's a really good question, right? There's a balance of um, if you're on the one hand too prescriptive, then, you're, then, then teammates feel like they're just you know, trying to run a machine line and they can't get creative around what they do every day. And then on the other hand, uh, if you don't have any clarity around what it is that the team's trying to achieve, then everyone's kind of rolling in different directions. So I do think that there's a very fine balance there. And I think that balance is really interesting because it it's probably very specific to individual teammates. There are some teammates that also they fall on a spectrum. Some teammates actually want you to give them all the tools and the precise path on how they achieve their goals. Uh, and, and so we should be giving those teammates opportunities to access tools and access strategies to get to them. And then there's other teammates that like to be more creative, in which case um, you kind of set the goal. If I go back to my example, right? So, okay, let's say, Grace, you have a target to achieve three acquisitions. For the one teammate, you say, go. You have to achieve three acquisitions in Texas this year. You can achieve it any way you want and get creative around where you're going to go talk to people and who you're going to call on. And then perhaps Doug would have a different perspective, which is, thanks, Misha, but can you tell me a little bit more on how I would achieve those three acquisitions? And so we would provide some more tools to him uh, in order to feel, get him to feel comfortable on how to, how to achieve those objectives. So I would say that it's important to balance not being too prescriptive and allow for flexibility so that teammates that like to be more creative and innovative uh, can actually have the freedom to do that. And I appreciate how you talked about it being uh, based on the individual and knowing the individual and how they best operate and how they're best motivated. And that goes back, I think we say this a lot in these episodes, it does go back to uh, a leader is responsible for building relationships. And so it sounds as though in your leadership practice and practicing the art of accountability, that you have some foundational work that you've done in building the relationships with your teammates in order to, to hold them accountable. I think one of the things it does um, as a leader, if you're, um, if you're leading by example and you're showing that you have your own objectives that you're accountable to, which may not be the same as what the team works on every day, I think you can set the example that, look, not all of us are perfect. Uh, we're not gonna bet a thousand. If you are, then I don't know, you're probably not on this earth. Uh, and and so you show that you, you try as hard as you can to achieve the goals and objectives that you set out and that you're accountable to. And sometimes you slip up and that allows you to get to an, our next core value, which is continuous improvement, to figure out how do you get better at reaching some of the accountabilities that you've set for yourself. And, and part of what we're talking about, I think, too, in terms of knowing the individuals and then adjusting the approach is this idea that I think some people really enjoy that accountability, want the clarity of what's the finish line that you want me to get to, and they experience that as a motivator or a carrot 
out in front of them. And then there are other people that probably would experience that more as, uh, you know, more as a stick or more in a negative way. And so is there any particular way that you've navigated that territory? I think the big deal is to figure out how to celebrate. So one of the things that when you have clarity around your objectives and clarity around what a team or an individual is accountable to, it allows you to have very clear milestones that you can celebrate. So imagine uh, you and I set off to go on a hike, but we don't have a clarity on where do we want to get to. So we just kind of hike around. And as we hike around, uh, we don't know if we've gotten to where we want to get to. But if we say that we want to get to base camp one and two and then get to the top of the mountain, it allows you to celebrate when you get to base camp one, base camp two, and then to the top of the mountain. So what I would say around around that, Doug, is in order to make it more of a carrot and not a stick, just be sure that you're including sort of the celebrations that come along with the hard effort to achieve some of those milestones. And it also sounds like you're saying you have to let them know in advance what those milestones are. Is that is that what I'm hearing is one of those key pieces as well that you're saying? I would say even in my own uh, life and, and experience in my career, uh, when I've been in situations where my manager hasn't had clarity around what he or she would like me to achieve, it can be frustrating because you might feel like you did a great job and then your boss gives you a review and says you're not doing a good job and it's just because you weren't on the same page around what is it that, that you should be accountable for. And so... Uh, I, I think that having that clarity just allows uh, people to have some comfort in the work that they're doing because they know that hopefully they're moving in a direction that will result in something that is recognized as very valuable to the team or to the village or to the clinic or whatever unit you're a part of. Yeah, there's a there's an interesting saying that you can learn more from your failures than from your successes, right? And so how do you hold teammates accountable while also encouraging them to take risks that are responsible and allow them to learn from mistakes? Yeah, you know, I've had uh, some um, some experience with this, Doug, in the village, which, which is I, I think it, the village is typically very receptive uh, to, uh, to, to trying things that are a little bit riskier and perhaps they don't work out. But the key to doing that is talking to your manager up front and saying, hey, look, I want to try this somewhat innovative idea. I don't know if it's going to work, but maybe you can. But if you agree with trying this, because if it does work, there's great value on the other end of it. Then if it fails, you are on the same page with your team or with your manager to say, that was great. We tried it. We knew there was a chance it wasn't going to work. So that's okay. So I think a lot of that comes down to we want people to try and experiment and innovate in the village. I think it's great when we do that. And we just want to be uh, open and transparent, have conversations up front when we're doing it so that no one's caught by surprise. Yeah, really. It re- for me, that really relates to the power of holding someone accountable is really dependent upon having an agreement up front. If we don't have an agreement, it just becomes really difficult to hold someone accountable. And then how do you prepare your leadership and, um, for those possible places where you're taking responsible risks? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's that time, Misha. It, it comes by pretty, <laughs> comes pretty quickly. We're at the end of our episode and we 
we appreciate you sharing all these great tips that you have on practicing the art of accountability. And and certainly it's something that I know I, I try to work on as much as I can, too. And it's 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 not easy. So we um, appreciate you being here. We end all of our episodes with one last tip that we'd love for our guests to share with our listeners. So if you could share, what is your one tip that you would ask our listeners to go out and try so that they can practice the art of accountability? Maybe the one thing that I would say is I think that we as a village can get much stronger at practicing the art of accountability if each of us takes sort of a personal responsibility to practice accountability and be transparent with it with your teams and your boss because we can all lead by example and if more of us wake up each day and say I'm going to lead by example on being accountable today uh, then that will send ripples of accountability throughout the village and I think that we will get uh, stronger and stronger uh, if each of us can do that. Excellent tip. Thank you so much, Misha, for your time. Really appreciate you and all that you've contributed to the village. Thanks, Misha. Thanks so much for having me on. Take care. I really enjoyed that chat with Misha. Yeah. I love love his tip. Uh, my interpretation of his tip is that you create a strategy for holding yourself accountable to a goal or a task and to share your progress with your team. Yeah, and I, I love that tip, Doug. And it's my turn to follow up on what I tried from the last episode on leading the DeVita way with Yoda. How did it go? It, it went well. He said to pick one thing that will help you tap into the DeVita way and express it to others. And so for Yoda's example, his was, I give life. Right. And it really made me pause and think, I don't have one. I don't have, I mean, I know these symbols and traditions and sayings, and I I don't have one that I say, hey, that one is the one that really connects with me and helps me express it to others. So, um, and thank you, Doug, for helping me think through that and, and figure out what that might be for me. So I reflected on it. And my one thing is bring your whole self to work. Hmm. So I've worked in places where I couldn't bring my whole self to work and everybody was very guarded and armored and you just didn't talk about your personal life. You you kept things separate. If you were struggling with something, you just shut that down right. and you did not bring it into work. And so for me, it, it is a little bit of an adjustment and I believe in it so much and it really connects me to, gosh, this is why DaVita is different. So with that and with that choosing of, hey, this is something that I want to you know, adopt. Right. I want to be more intentional about every day sharing something about my personal life and then asking my teammates to um, about their lives so that I can be true to bringing my whole self to work. That's gorgeous, Grace. And I just want to say kudos. And I also want to acknowledge, like, I remember a meeting where you got really vulnerable and shared something with the team. And I just want you to know that meant so much to me. And in like that, that moment made a huge difference in terms of my getting in the Grace fan club. Aw, you know? thanks. So um, it really, it really built and established trust between us. And I'm, I'm really grateful you were willing to share about that. Yeah. And I, I, if anybody else has ever felt that way about a work environment and coming here to DeVita, it just feels like a huge weight has been lifted and and you f- it feels so much better to be able to to be true to yourself. So, yeah. so thanks, Doug, for You're sharing welcome. that with me. Awesome. Well, thanks for leading the DeVita way. And for our listeners, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. Please check out our show notes and click on the listener link, the listener mail link 
Find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or through a voicemail. Voice message. <laughs> or voicemail. Voice message. <laughs> it's, it's okay, Doug. We'll, we'll forget that. Either one works. You know? Okay, good. Yeah. Thank All right. You. So, And if you enjoy these podcasts, please also rate us on iTunes or click on the survey link in our show notes so we know how we're doing. See you next week. One for all. All for one. <laughs>